Welcome to another episode of Cardboard Fever. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Joining me again is Matty Ice and special guest, Mr. Hive Cards, Billy Sir. Thank you for joining and, and how are you, man? Of course, thank you for having me. Um, I'm doing great. Just hoping the Sixers win tonight. Yeah, I think, I don't, what time does that game start? Oh, it started. Um, they're up. They're up like 15 right now. Okay, good. Yeah, they're killing the Hornets. Oh, yeah. oh the Hornets. Yeah, that explains it. Anyway, <laughs> so for those who are wondering, uh, Billy here runs at Hive Cards on Twitter, one of the probably most rapid-growing kind of Twitter card accounts there is right now. So let's let's take a step back before we get to what you got going on now. When did you get into cards? Is it more recent or has it kind of been like a lifelong thing? And and how did you get to the point where you were like, you know what? I want to do more with this. Yeah, I mean, so for, for a lot of people who don't know, I'm only 19. So that's yeah. that's where probably where we should start. Um, I've been around cards pretty much my whole life. My dad is really big into cards. He has Twitter too. He's at Card Garage. Um, but oh, that's your dad? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's the one that got me into cards. I've had I've had cards since I was probably three to four years old, but I never really got into like collecting anything super major. Like I was always happy with my little base cards, like every ten to twelve year old is. Um, but yeah, I got into collecting about Corona, just about like everyone else. We had nothing to do. He wrote me into it. We got into it together again. And yeah, now I'm here. You know, it, it's funny you said that your dad got you into um, cards because I've now sent both of you packages. And, you know, I had no idea that you were related. And now that I'm going back and looking at my messages with your dad, I remember your last name. I mean, um, people know it. So I'm just going to say it because you, you did business. Your last yeah. name is McCray. Yeah. And, and I sent a package to Billy McCray and Bill McCray. And I was like, dude, I wonder if they're related. There is no way. And then, then tonight you just dropped this bombshell on me. That, that, that That's your dad. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. yeah. I got, I got him into Twitter. So, okay. So he got you into cards. You got him into Twitter. Yeah. I like his, that. his wallet hates me for it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when he when he first started his Twitter account, you were like, add this guy, he's my dad. And now he's like all over Twitter posting all day and uh he's definitely got the hang of it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got like fifteen hundred followers already. Yeah. But yeah. He definitely he definitely spends a lot of money. <laughs> he's a badass. <laughs> Everyone knows that you're I guess a big Philly guy. Is that just a family thing? Are you from Philly? Uh, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself other than just your cards. Yeah, absolutely. So I am from South Jersey, which is probably, like, I'm probably about 15 and 20 minutes away from Philly. So, I mean, I've pretty much grown up around Philly in Philly. I was there probably one to two times a week as a kid, even more as a teenager, stuff like that. Um, my mom works in Philly. But yeah, so I've kind of just, I've grown up as a Philly fan. Um, yeah, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and then Villanovitz too. So, I mean, yeah. So other, like that's, I've grown up around that. It's a family thing. Yeah. 
All right, so Bib, before Mike takes the, the questions back for me here, I'm going <laughs> to do a quick follow-up and give our followers a, a low-key Philly player that's under the radar who you think you should keep an eye on in the next few coming years to collect. Um, to collect. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but somebody I've been buying into recently is Joel Farabee for the Flyers. I'm a big fan of Joel Farabee's. Um, his prices are still really cheap. Um, my favorite player is Shake Milton though, but his prices are so expensive because he was a late second round pick and there's only like, he only has like two or three rookie cards and two or three autos. All of his prices are so high right now that I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone to buy into him, but Farabee. Farabee's the guy that I'm I'm in right now. I had a bunch of his stuff. Yeah, I think Farabee is a fantastic one. I think I sold you a Farabee or two when yeah. when you and I Early first on. connected. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a ton of Farabee, by the way. So good one. Another good one for those looking for hockey on the Flyers is Travis Konechny. His prices really aren't as high as you would expect them to be for i think he's still leading the team in points if i'm not mistaken i haven't i haven't looked and i know they the puck just dropped at the flyers game as we're recording this so you started hive cards the twitter account and kind of you made the group and how did you envision the group originally when you started it and what was the i guess original intention with with hive cards i know it's grown a lot since then so yeah originally I mean, originally I walked in to it and I was trying to find a way to escape eBay, just like everyone does on Twitter. And um, I didn't really know <laughs> much about selling on Twitter at that point. Like when I tell you the first day that I started selling on Twitter, the chat started, which is something that not a lot of people know. Yeah. But there's only like, there was only like three to five of us for like the first month. And then it really, really blew up after that. And but yeah, originally the point was just to help, like help me help other people who were new getting into this. We were going to try and figure out all these, all these issues that we had in the hobby, like with eBay and um, yeah, and just try and figure it out all together. And it's just, it's exploded from there and it still serves that purpose, but now it's more about making friends, uh, sharing stuff with each other and all that. So now you've got multiple groups because I think groups have a, a size limit. Yeah. You're doing breaks. You're running a different thread on Twitter every day of the week for you know different sales and whatnot, which, by the way, are fantastic different ideas. How did, how did the idea or, or what got you into going, you know what, I, I just want to keep going, going with this and, and adding a buy, sell, trade thread, and I want to add a random guy autograph thread how, how did it evolve into that which i've got some great ones from by the way so it originally started it started as an idea in the original chat and it was that maybe as a chat we should start one of our own buy sell trade threads like ryan does like uh midwest does um just as a way to get some attention on the chats get some extra guys in there and that was Sunday dinner. So that's the one that's our longest running one. I think we're on week. I think next week will be week 20, which is absurd. That's like five months, but that started. And then reverse, I think was the second we put that, we came up with that one about two weeks after. Um, that's probably my second favorite. Like you said, auto, the auto one is my favorite. I came up with yeah. that one just because I'm an auto collector 
there's a I, I know for a fact there's a ton of guys out there that are holding autos of players that I would love to have in my collection and they're just they won't like they won't even give them the time of day but this yeah. that thread gives them a shot to make money off cards they thought they never would and then from there that that one just that thread um made the pats thread made the numbered thread made the cheap slabs thread because once once i had that auto thread out there people keep coming coming up to me and giving me ideas for different cheap threads and stuff like that and i mean once you get once you know that you have a base like that first that first week of that auto thread we sold like i went back and counted we made 170 sales and the second week we made 220 and and that's not dollars that's actual cards yeah and yeah, like once you know that you have a market there and it's going to work, people will get people will gravitate towards it and it'll just get more and more popular. And it's just it's gotten to the point where every night at about between seven and eight thirty, I have to put my phone down because I just have so many notifications going through. Or somebody asking you, "Hey, when is the thread going up?" That's the other no. comment I see all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, I put that. I finally put that on my on my profile just so just so people had access to it, but I still get that probably three to four times a day. <laughs> well, another cool thing that you just added from hobby, from hobby and or hobby. Hobbin, I can't yeah. say right. Hobbin from Hobbin is the, um, the new NBA challenge, which, which I yeah. really love because that my heart and soul is gambling. That's where I come from. First <laughs> and foremost. So, so I, I really appreciate that. So how, how did that come about from, from you and Hobbin? So, Another thing, um, I am the social media intern for Hobbin, so I help run their their Twitter account. So originally that idea was mine, and I put it on Hobbin. And they kind of, they're kind of trying to transition back towards a lot of more Hobbin-based, getting people to sign up, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll take it onto my account. And, I mean, I think we had 50 people do it today. Like, it's it's honestly just for fun. And a lot of people enjoy it. So it's not something that I'm going to stop anytime soon. It, it literally takes like 10 to 15 minutes out of my day to go through and check who won. So like I have the leaderboard in my phone. Um, nobody's won twice yet, which is kind of disappointing. It's going to be me first. I have a feeling I'm going to win twice. That's the confidence. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually really liking my, uh, my lineup tonight. I don't like back-to-backs and I pick, I might be only – one of the few to pick the Kings tonight. And I think the Kings have a legit shot at beating the Celtics. They have no Kemba Walker and they have no uh, Marcus Smart. So, and, and I don't want to get too far, but on a side note, one of my best bets of the night is Jalen Brown assists over four and a half. But, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I want to get back to what Mike was talking about in some of your threads. And yeah. uh, as you know, from listening to our podcast, I personally just got back into the, the hobby I've had cards for years, and one of my favorite threads that you did was well, it's two of them are the dirty laundry thread for the um the the cheap the cheap relic cards, and on top of that, on top of that, I absolutely love the cheap autograph cards. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone has those cards. It is, let's be honest, they're shitty hits. And if you can salvage them some way to make a couple bucks back, it's really cool. But on the same side of that, there's a lot of, quote, shitty hits out there that I would love to have. And I've been able to acquire that way. So, like, one of my favorite parts about this is, specifically Mr. Irrelevant, is every single week 
the guy that I collect for baseball is Roman Quinn, who absolutely no one knows. No one has ever heard of him. But I will see his name pop up every single week that we have a Mr. Irrelevant thread. I have, I think I have 12 of his autographs now at this point. And I haven't paid more than $3 for a single one of them. I actually have more, I have more autographs of Roman Quinn than I have rookie cards. Wow. Well, see, well, <laughs> but that's exactly, that's exactly why you make that thread. And that's, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I'm probably the biggest Carl Crawford collector of all time. No one knows who that is. Uh, but I, I have played for the Rays. Used to, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. has essentially has all their records. I got to meet him when I went down there. Um, got a picture with them all. The whole works. But every auto or every autograph, every relic card, every base card I come across, I find. And just to make your point stronger with your threads, it's it's cool to find cards like that. Because I mean, I'm not gonna go to eBay or Feebay and pay for a four dollars for card. shipping. Yeah, and four dollars for shipping plus the taxes. So I'm playing I'm paying five dollars for a fifty cent card. It just sucks. I know I agree with you. I I that's one of my favorite parts about hobby twitter and there's a lot of people that don't like pwes but like if i'm paying a dollar for a card i have no interest in paying four dollars for shipping so i might i'd rather you just send it to me in a pwe and i'll spend two dollars on the card instead of five yeah i got a card on twitter and i wasn't really paying attention and i forget what it was it was i think it was a nascar card and i it was like 99 cents i'm like all right great I didn't pay attention to the shipping until I hit checkout and it was like four ninety nine for shipping. So I spent six dollars for a ninety nine cent card, which was really just not my best move. <laughs> just every every once in a while you just kind of like lose your train of thought. So switching gears here slightly, you're you're helping out the social media for Hobbin, who we've we've mentioned on on most episodes here. Awesome website. You know it better than anybody, so why why is Hobbin better than eBay for a, to you? The first thing is obviously the fees. I mean, eBay is almost ridiculous at this point. They're taking advantage of the fact that they have basically a monopoly within selling things online or selling used things online. And I mean, their fees are what, up to 12% at this point. Yeah. Um, Hobbins is like three to 5%. Um, that's obviously the main selling point of Hobbin. And then secondly, um, even the payout system on eBay is just terrible at this point. Like I've been, I've been waiting about a week now for a couple of my payments for Jalen Hurts cards that I sold. And it's getting a little bit frustrating. And Hobbins, just the way that they have it set up to where when you enter the tracking number, you get your payment. It's just, it's way better than anything that eBay does. And yeah, those are, those are definitely the two main points. And I think you're going to see as Hobbin grows, it's going to keep getting better and better. And the other, the other thing I want to mention is that the best part about them is that they still have their ear to the ground. So like you, if you DM Hobbin's Twitter, they'll they're the guy who runs it will literally answer you. And that's the best part because he's knowledgeable about the product. You're not talking to some person who doesn't use eBay daily or doesn't use Hobbin daily. Um, like an eBay, you're talking to customer service representatives who clearly favor buyer or clearly favor sellers or buyers over sellers and they really um, have no interest in helping you anyway no uh -uh, not at all they just they're they're there to just check off a box to say we tried to do something for you and that's it and hobbin's not like that hobbin is there to actually try and get to the bottom of like if you have a dispute they'll actually try and get to the bottom of whatever happened and help you out all right so 
interning with Fifth for Harbor, and you know the ins and the outs. Is there mm-hmm. anything you can um, tell us that Harbor is going to come out with in the next couple months? The main thing that we're working on right now is the app, because um, that's a clear deficiency that we have right now. Is we kind of we kind of grew before we were like we kind of grew to the point where we definitely need an app, and we were working on it before, but we kind of grew before we were ready to grow. So we're definitely working on that app right now. Um, once that, once that gets put together, I think it's going to be even better. It's going to be able to definitely push the market and, uh, compete with companies like eBay, Mercari, Starstock, stuff like that. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, I, I got a backup question, which is kind of all my train of thought. Um, I'm going to switch gears here real quick and I'm going to ask you not necessarily what your Holy grail card is. Cause everyone asked that, but what are some of your favorite products that you'd like to get your hands on that are just out of reach of your money range? Like for me, I can afford a box of obsidian, but I, I just, it's, it's a little bit out, out of my price range to justify on it. Like give me something that I like that for you. My favorite, my favorite product is um, Panini Revolution basketball. That's one of my favorite products, and I have not gotten to rip any of that. So that'll be that'll be my target this year. Will be to get to make enough money to the point where I can justify buying a box of Revolution for myself. Um, I just I love the design on those cards. I think they're one of the cooler products out there. And I honestly I don't I feel like I don't see them very often on Twitter. I don't see them very often on eBay. They're one of those cards that um, they just seem rarer than they actually are. Um, another one I really like, I love Origins football too. Um, and Origins basketball, but I mean, that's just the design on those. The only thing that is disappointing about those to me is the fact that some of the players have like double zeros on their jersey. That's a little bit frustrating. But other than that, I love the design of both Revolution and Origins. So that bothers you too. Me and my buddy Blake were talking about that. I we absolutely hate that that they have a double zero because they don't wear that at any point whatsoever in their career. Yeah. So the the I only have like I only have one of those specific cards for my my collection, and it's a Miles Sanders. And it's yeah, it's it's a little bit of a bummer to see him in a double zero instead of a two six. But yeah, I mean I love the design, and they usually give the higher up guys their jersey numbers, which is for some reason I guess they're they're too lazy to do it to some of the the lesser known guys. Well, why they real quick before Mike jump back jumps back in, why do you know why they put DeAndre Swift in number 6? I I don't know that actually. Yeah, there's there's some that they do that for too and it's just weird where they don't even have the correct number even when they put a number on there. But yeah, I actually don't know why they did that. Sorry, I am as we talk looking up his college number to see if I can find if if six meant nope it was seven in college <laughs> so it wasn't even six I, at least in this picture on wikipedia anyway fun fact swift is also a philadelphia that sounds right uh philadelphia resident born and raised went to my rival high school i believe or one of my one of the rivals of, of my high school so we talked about what's coming with hobbin what do you see as the future for Hive Cars? Is there anything else you want to get into? More breaks, more, more threads, more unique threads. You know what? What else do you? What else do you want to do with it 
in addition to your already busy college schedule? Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely going to get like, I've, I've kind of taken like a little bit of a break from breaking. That's yeah. not, no pun intended, but, um, just because I had to get all my mail sent back to college, I had to move into college. I have to sit in this no in-person contact phase that I'm in right now for two weeks. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of waiting on all this to be done so I can get back into breaking. I have a break coming up. It's contenders football. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And then as far as threads go, I'm almost like, I, I love as much as I love doing the buying and selling and trading threads. I want to get more into like, like interpersonal connection type threads. Like I want to do one in the morning where you're like getting to know people on hot or on hobby Twitter. And then the one at night where you're buying and selling and interacting with them that way. Like even last night I got bored and I put up that thread about share one thing that most people on hobby Twitter don't know. And you go through and read all of those and two people are musicians or lead singers and bands. And I had no idea. And there's photographers and psychologists and it's just, the hobby is so diverse and there's a lot of things that you wouldn't know just looking at the profile pictures and the banners and the bios that you get to find out through some of these threads that not a lot of people run. And I kind of want to get into like, I, like I want to get to know the people that I'm doing business with past just money trades, who you collect, stuff like that. Yo, Mike, can I, let me just before, cause I know I'm going to forget this. And my, my follow-up is, I think it's pretty strong follow-up. You mentioned that the hobby, this, ho this hobby is extremely diverse. And I think you hit the nail on the head because I think the perception of people that collect cards is like high school kids that never graduated college living in their mom's basement. And, and that's just not true. No, it's, it's definitely not. And I mean, like, first of all, you've got people as high up as, Kevin Durant involved or investing in companies like Starstock. You've got guys like Gary V. You've got got love him or hate him. You've got guys like even like Steve Aoki, Ben Baller, guys like that are into cards and they're they've got I mean they've got money to burn. But even like I just said, we have there was like psych, a psychologist. There were like me. I'm in college, um, but it's just it's a great way. It's like, it's a great way to have fun. Like I love, I love my collection. I'm up to like 132 autographs or something like that of Philadelphia players. Um, but yeah, like there's just, there's so many different ways you can go. Like I see garbage patch kids all the time on my feed. And I, I don't understand why anyone would ever collect garbage patch kids, but all my friends look at me and go, why would you collect sports cards? It's just, everybody has their own thing and it's fun and it's a great way to meet different people you would never meet otherwise. And I love it. I've, I'm definitely sucked into it. I'm definitely not going anywhere. I, I definitely don't understand the, the garbage patch kit <laughs> thing in the slightest. And that's the, that's the only thing that my target has is, is boxes of those and magic, yeah. the gathering cards. Do you, do you understand? And, and maybe you do, maybe you don't anything about Pokemon cards because I remember 20 something years ago. Oh man, before you were born when the original Pokemon cards came out and I've been selling a few, I have a, a little bit of a, a stack here and there, but they all of a sudden have made a very popular comeback and, and sell for quite a bit. I have a French Charizard. I think it is that I got on Instagram for like 10 bucks. 
do you have any insight in the Pokemon market or is that another one that's out of your wheelhouse? It's, it's definitely not one that I will ever touch. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know enough about it, but I have, so actually one of my, one of the people in my house that I live with here, I live with six other guys. Yeah. Um, his brother is really, really big into cards. Like he's a, he's, he's much, he's, he's about as big on Instagram as I am on Twitter. Like that's about where he, that's where he sells and all that. But, or his, his brother's really big into it. So he sucked into it a little bit too. And he's more into Pokemon than he is to sports cards. So I, any questions I have about Pokemon, I just go right to him and he'll answer them for me. So if you have any questions, let me know. Yeah. Good to know, because I don't, I I don't know, like if I got a good deal, but I saw $10 and it was a new one. It looked holographic. I know. I think I sent a picture of it to Matt and like literally my, my awful description of it is as much as I can actually say about what I know about it. But uh, Matt, go ahead and I'll I'll let you jump in here. You talking about the new, the new Charizard you sent me? Yeah. It's, it's in French. Yeah. That's, that's, I would, those are just like, that's, that's not a real Pokemon card. Oh. And I even have up on, I even have up for sale. I sold on, um, uh, on eBay. I still sell there occasionally, but I have, I had, I've had some, some success selling Yu-Gi-Oh cards too. I don't, I think they're still around, but there, there's even a little bit of a market for that, which is confusing. Kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Amusion is a good word too, but yeah, no, I mean, I just the one thing that's killing me though is I know I have a Charizard, a holographic one. I owned one at one point in my life, and I have no clue where it's at. I'm I'm cutting off valuable years of my life here because I could essentially retire. But yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? So Billy, um, another thing I like about you is I also co-host another podcast about racing, and my other co-host is named Billy as well. So I definitely like you a lot. Um, <laughs> where are you playing basketball at in college? Do tell. See, I. I play at a, a division three school called Houghton college. It's in Western New York. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from both Buffalo and Rochester. So, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you could, um, in theory, go to a bills game next year. Yes. If they play the Eagles, I will be there. <laughs> and, and, and once you're 21, you can indulge in the tailgating and jump off the, the table, which is, is on my bucket list, honestly. And I'm a Steelers fan. It's my goal to go through one of those tables someday, but I'm getting too far off topic, Mike. Okay. Well, yes. For those wondering, Billy is one of the few people who I am friends with that can actually dunk a basketball. And I'm still amazed. It's true. I'm, I'm impressed every time I see, see, see somebody ask that question and, and the video surface. So we'll round it out with one more question here and, and sir, I appreciate the time. I know college life is definitely busy. I miss it every day. You, you talk about, uh, you know, a lot in the group, if you're looking kind of like maybe not, you know, a Flyers guy, but just a couple guys in, in general. I know you know basketball pretty well, so I'll stick there. Who are some basketball guys that you think collectors in general should look at if there's like two or three guys that would be on your list? So, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'm going to stick with Philly because I forgot about I forgot about one when I was talking. I, I think Moniac like I, everyone knows I collect Mickey Moniac. I think yeah. he's criminally underrated. Like I can consistently go and get a Mickey Moniac first Bowman for 50 cents on Twitter. And I mean, he's a first round or first overall draft pick. You don't just get drafted first overall by accident. He's probably going to make his debut this year or not his debut, but his, his real debut. And I mean, 
like his product is so so cheap right now to the point where it's it's almost worth taking a risk on a first overall pick. Um, other than that, I'm a big fan of uh, Cam Johnson, which a lot of people know. Um, he plays for the Suns. Um, I just like his play style. He's like six eight, good shooter. Um, yeah, he does a lot. He's a he's from Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. So he's yeah he's like a he's a three level scorer. He's not a great defender, but the hobby doesn't seem to value defenders that that highly anyway. Just look at Trey Young. <laughs> if I had to go through one more, I'd say right now, right now I'm really buying on Jaron Jackson Jr. His prices are kind of kind of in the gutters because of his injury, but he'll be back this season. Um, yeah, like he's that. a dude. He's a dude that I'm buying up right now. I probably I'm probably up about to up to about 20 of his, and then another guy I'm buying um on injuries chuma okiki he plays for the magic he hasn't really gotten the chance um he was a rookie last year but he didn't play all year because he was hurt um and he hasn't really gotten to play this year because i think he hurt his knee again but um he's a guy that his prices are so low right now is another one that's worth taking a flyer on and he was really good in college he took auburn to the final four or something like that in a year where they weren't supposed to do very much so he's another one yeah I like it. Well, while while we have you on the line, let me ask you this. Me and I didn't really respond, but Mike responded to our buddy Matt Salzman earlier today. What do you think's going on with Jaw? I mean, not necessarily just from a hobby perspective, but do you think? I mean, his numbers are down right now. I do you think it's smart to buy on him if he's down low? Do you think he's going to pan out, or do you like? What do you think's wrong with him right now? I would say the hobby as a whole is very, very reactive when it comes to um, players underperforming. Like Luka Doncic earlier this year was averaging 26, nine and nine. And people were still talking about how he was having a down year and how it was time to sell. His price just dropped like $20 on both his rated rookie and his NBA hoops rookies. And if you look at him right now, he's still averaging, he's averaging 30, 10 and 10 or something wild like that. And I think you're gonna you're gonna see Jaw right the ship. The issue with Luca was that he was um, struggling with his three point shooting. I think you're gonna see Jaw. Jaw's gonna figure out whatever's going on. And I think even even if you look at the way if you look at him actually playing, he's not like he's not underperforming that badly. It's definitely over. Oh, it's an overreaction by a lot of people because his stats his stats don't always tell the full story. He's never been he's never been a huge scorer. He's always been a pass first guy um he affects the games in a a lot of ways that aren't always scoring and that's why i like him um i definitely won't be like i won't be panic selling jaw or anything like that but i mean more people more people that drop his prices the better for me agreed agreed there (laughs) and i think i think it's interesting that you bring up that he's never been a huge scorer he's been more of an all-around point guard and I agree with you, but what I think throws people off was when he got drafted, he called himself the point god. So I, I think people expect <laughs> him to put up like 30, 35 a night, and, and that's just not going to happen, but that's what the player is. No, it's not. And I, honestly, I love watching point guards. Um, I, would say, I would say the most comparable player to him is – like this is going to come out because he's an MVP – but it's, it's almost like a Russell Westbrook, just not as good at scoring. It's like if Russell Westbrook, who wasn't as good at scoring, and Chris Paul, who wasn't as, who was an, or was more athletic, 
had a kid. Like that's, that's who John Morant is. He's a pass first springy guy. And a lot of people got like, what's the word I'm looking for? Enamored with his athleticism. And it was like, Oh, he's going to average 25. He's going to average 25. But if you watched him in college for Murray state, like he didn't even average 25 there. He just, it's not his play style. He's still going to be a very good player and his value is not going to dip. But I mean, if you're going to panic, sell, you're going to panic. sell. it's just, it seems to happen more often than it needs to in the hobby. It, you know, it's Matt, Matt shared a screenshot with me before we hopped on here that well, mellow ball NBA hoops rookie is selling for like a hundred bucks right now. And you can, you can get a Luca yes. NBA hoops rookie for like 50 bucks. And, uh, I just don't quite understand how we're val and, and listen, I get it. It's in the moment. Like you said, everything's super reactive, but now's the time to buy a Luca rookie card because everybody's looking at the Lamello. Yeah. And it's, it's also, well, it's, it's definitely because it's a brand new, like it's a brand new product. There's yeah. not a lot of Lamellos out there. It's a whole, it's the whole, I want to be first to the party type thing. Everybody wants to be the first person to have a Lamello ball rookie and then just Hornets uniform. Like you're going to see, you're going to see the prism draft picks uh, prices drop. Like I've had, I've had people approach me about buying maxis all the time. And I'm like, I just, I can't do it. It's just, these prices will be 75% by, or will be 25% of what they are right now by two weeks from now. It's just not worth it. And it's nothing against them. It's just smart purchasing decisions. Aren't buying when you know, the prices are going to go down and Lamella ball, his prices will go down once the more Lamella balls come out. Like if you look at Zion, Zion's NBA hoops, rookies are like $15. Like they're not, they're not high like they're not high value product. It's just not, there's no reason to spend $210 on it. And I put a tweet out about that the other day that like, don't waste your money on it. It's not worth it. It won't, it won't be sustainable. And I don't know. I, I definitely see what you're saying. I would much rather have like at one point they're selling for 210 and you can get two Lucas for 210. Like it's just, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me why you're buying a, a 19 year old kid who's played 20 NBA games over Luka Doncic, who's an MVP candidate right now. Yeah. Agreed. Well, sir, on that note, we'll, we'll call it a wrap there. I appreciate the time. Again, you can follow him at hive cards on Twitter. I will make sure to put that in the show notes and, and tag them in our episode releases. Like we have been bill. I appreciate the time, man. And, and best of luck with everything and appreciate all you do. Yep. Thank you for having me. No problem, man. Have a good one. You too.